Magandang hapon, C3 Metro Manila community. And anyone else who may be listening in, I hope you're all doing well. I hope you've managed to endure through the storm. I know a lot of people were affected by the storm, um, especially those who may live in flood-prone areas um, throughout Metro Manila. Um, yeah, the, the, the storm was strong when it hit Manila, but then um, uh, it was also much stronger in other parts of Luzon, especially in northern Luzon. So let's continue to pray for uh, uh, the people up in Isabella um, and just northern Luzon in, in, in general, um, whose homes and communities are s still um, completely submerged underwater. Um, uh, we're we're, we're going to be donating um, uh, to an, an organization um, that is providing direct crisis relief. So I'll, I'll provide more details at the end. Um, but anyways, we're glad that you can join us for our service today. Um, before we enter into a time of worship and uh, this sermon, why don't I uh, go ahead and pause for a prayer. Father God, we just thank you for this opportunity to pause, pause in our day, pause in our week, to commune with you, to commune with one another, to commune with your Holy Spirit. We invite your presence into our hearts right now. We invite you into this digital space. We pray for peace. Uh, we pray that you uh, lead us into still waters so that we can experience your presence during um, challenging times. We also pray for um, environmental justice. We pray for um, yeah, those decisions that have been made that prioritized corporate profit over the people, over the environment that has led to the crisis that we're currently witnessing um, up north um, in parts of Luzon, in parts of Isabella, and other parts of Luzon. Uh, we just pray um, for your environmental justice, Lord. Um, um, intervene in, in, in the affairs of um, our nation, Lord. So in the midst of this, we know that you are moving um, and working, reconciling, and redeeming. And so may you lead us um, into uh, just peace in the midst of all this, Lord, uh, and trust um, in, in, in the work that you are doing. So right now, um, we offer up this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
feel what you feel I want to see what you see Lord, I, I want to love like you I want to feel what you feel I want to see what you see I'm not in a hurry When it comes to your spirit When it comes to your You live 
Hey, CC Metro Manila, welcome back to this week's uh, church service. We're so glad that you're here and you can join us. I'm Joel, I'm one of the C3 uh, Metro Manila church leaders, and I'd be delivering the sermon for today. Um, you know, uh, during the pandemic, I was actually driving through a fast food store along Sukat, and the first window I remember was the window to choose among the items in the menu, you know, how, how we usually drive through. The first window is when where you choose or where you talk to the operator. The second window was for payments. And the third window was where you get your food, where you get what you ordered. And I've just been always reminded that sometimes I think that's how we go through life. 
na di na drive through natin. And I think that still applies as to how we're thinking about going through this pandemic. Uh, early on, we were already looking for a vaccine by the end of this year, not knowing the concerns or how hard it could be to actually produce a vaccine, even with the logistical issues that come with it. But we were hopeful, you know, that we would just drive through this pandemic and get what we want, get the vaccine, okay, get everyone in you and um, get everyone shot with a vaccine and off we go, back to the normal things pre-COVID. But I think sometimes that's how we approach life, which can be problematic. Sometimes that's even how we approach our church life and our spiritual life, much like how we drive through a fast food. I remember a season in my 20s na I would just drive through church. I would I would um, go to an earlier service so that I can get it done and over with so that in the afternoon I can do other stuff. Um, ganun yung naging treatment ko with church. It was just like a drive-through food chain, ordering items off the menu, paying for it, and getting exactly what I wanted. It felt like I could choose between the offerings, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, or a combo of two or more for the week. Make a monetary contribution, and then poof, I'd leave na. Okay na, next week ulit. But rather than just drive through the season, friends, I hope that when this is over and everyone can go back to how things were, um, the question is, what if the Lord invites us to dine in instead of just drive through? What if this season isn't just for us to breeze through? What if there's more to this season than just waiting for a vaccine to come? And I want us to read from Psalms 23 today to set the tone for today's message. Verse 5 says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Now the author, David, knew what it was like to have enemies. And these weren't just your modern-day enemies. It's not just friendship over kind of enemies we get today. Not just enemies you don't like to hang out with or people who annoy you. No, these are enemies that wanted to kill people and kill him. And that was what the enemies were at that time. Yet in the face of overwhelming opposition, the Lord invites us to sit and slow down and partake of what He has to offer. And we can see this clearly in several accounts in the Bible. One account we can all relate to was a time when Jesus was inside the boat in the presence of a powerful storm. Okay, honest question this week. How many of us knew that Typhoon Ulysses would be that strong? I mean, I had to tweak this last minute uh, to be more relevant to what has happened to us in the past few days. Maybe if you're listening from outside the country, uh, quick news, there has been such a, gr- a big storm that hit us. It hit NCR and the northern provinces of Luzon Island. And I think it was the similar fate or something that we can relate to when it came to Matthew 8, 23-27 with Jesus and the storm. See, the disciples found themselves in the middle of the storm. 
despite being veterans at sea as fishermen, they panicked while Jesus was sound asleep. So we knew that it was just it wasn't just a regular storm. This was a storm of wait, this was a type of storm that gets fishermen killed. The disciples went and woke Jesus saying, Lord save us, we're going to drown. Ako I panicked last Wednesday night, Wednesday midnight, I think, or Thursday midnight, as I had no idea that the storm would be that bad. Nag brown out pa, and so I I was actually worried with the workers that were deployed in our different sites. Kasi I didn't know if they were able to come back to the barracks. And so sometimes there's temporary housing that they go to. However, I'm not sure if that is strong enough to withstand a signal three or signal four storm, depending on when they where they were. And so, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. And I think a lot of us were really affected. And some people couldn't sleep. I've, I've talked to some people who couldn't sleep as well because of what was happening. And some people were really affected. And I know that it's easy to be overwhelmed by what's in front of you. The calamity, the wind, the pandemic, the enemies. And that's a common reaction to be afraid in a catastrophe. But friends, the Bible grounds us with a reminder of who is with us than what's actually in front of us. Your life might resemble being in a boat that feels like it's about to turn over. And the question is, have you felt like that this season? Your life might resemble being in the middle of the storm. I know a lot of us can uh, really relate to that, being in the middle of a physical storm or a or a figurative storm. Your emotions might feel like you're in the middle of family or work issues with catastrophic proportions. And as I've talked to people, I've also realized that some people's hearts are just as turbulent as a raging sea in a storm, where on the outside everything looks fine and even really good, but on the inside their hearts are just as exhausted and depleted because of the unrest in their hearts. But here's something you can all draw strength from. The Lord is with you in your boat. This might sound generic, you know, it's the phrase that the Lord is with you in your boat or the Lord is with you in found in a lot of bumper stickers and t-shirts in the forwarded message in social media that your titas would be sending you along with other generic verses with GIFs. Um, and sometimes the gravity of the message is lost. But I pray that this season, that the events we've been through breathes life into those words again. God is with you. God is in your corner. He is in your boat. I pray that you get to see God being present with you in the small miracles you've experienced, even by just waking up and being grateful, having that roof on top of your heads still attached to your house or of your village or your place not being flooded. And there were countless others, even in the Bible, that the Lord has kept safe. Daniel was inside the lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego were thrown in the fiery furnace. Noah was in the blood, in the flood, and countless others. But what about you and I? Um, sometimes, sometimes you might feel that you're, we haven't been that strong this season. Parang, 
ako pasang awa lang ako this season and I'm hanging on by a thread. Not like Daniel nor like Noah. You might feel disqualified to dine in with God given the circumstances you're in. People might say, my life's too messy for the Lord to be in and I've squandered my chances with God that I don't think he'll even be interested to come over and have dinner. We might feel like he only prepares a table for the qualified, where people have everything together, not for someone like me, whose life is falling apart. But friends, that's simply not true. Let's take a look at the snapshot in Peter's life. John 21 was sort of a time in between, as I'd like to call it. A time after the resurrection and before Jesus' ascension. Much like how we're almost in 2021, but not yet there. Something like 2021-ish. The time in between. And the time in between can feel directionless or purposelessness. Purposeless. And... The urge to go back to anything familiar or anything we're used to can be strong. Some writers even say that Peter was still recovering after denying Jesus three times. This could have affected him as one of Jesus' top disciples. Remember, Peter was the guy who walked on water, yet at a crucial moment, he denied knowing Jesus. And at that time, maybe he felt like he needed to do something. Maybe he was hungry, maybe he felt like he needed to take care of his family. Maybe he was bored. In any case, he defaulted to what he knew best, and that was fishing. But in the scripture, what happened? They caught nothing. Nagumaga na, yet wala pa rin silang nahuli. He might have felt like a failure as a disciple, and now he failed at even being a fisherman. See, it's embarrassing to fail at what we can usually do, or at what can, or what others can easily do. Maybe that felt like God was not pleased with them anymore. But when they were at their worst, friends, Jesus appeared. Verse 4 says, Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He was present even before the disciples recognized him. And that's a fact for everyone. Jesus is present even before we realize it. And Jesus just encourages them, despite their frustration, despite their discouragement, to try again on the time. This time with his leading and his presence. Verse 6 said, Throw your net on the other side of the boat and you will find some. And when they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. But more than the blessing and the favor we receive from our Heavenly Father, what was really important for, for the disciples was to discover a sense of purpose and wonder. God's presence brought in. The fish was good, but the excitement of seeing Jesus was better. Natatandaan niyo na pa ba yung times na parang excited pa tayo sa buhay? Yung medyo early this year. <laughs> Kasi now, you're like, Lord, can, can there be anything worse? And wala, we've We've just been battered with this pandemic and calamities. But it was more than the fish, friends. It was God's manifestation of His presence in the lives of the disciples, even after an in-between season. They caught 153 large fish, 
something only an eyewitness would remember. It was God's favor despite falling short of His glory. Even though we don't totally deserve it, Jesus still wants to restore all kinds of failures in our lives, not just to make us successful, but to draw us closer to Him. When, verse 9 says, When they landed, they saw a, light, a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared to ask, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. See, it was Jesus who'd been with them, who died and rose again, and was still loving them, even when they least deserted. Look at verse 13. It emphasized that Jesus personally fed them. It was his personal love and provision, and it shows that only he can restore and sustain. Jesus had loved his disciples at first, and we, when he first came, called them, and he loved them when he had personally washed their feet. Now he loves them even after they all had failed him badly. Through this breakfast, Jesus wanted them to experience more deeply his grace, his unfailing, his unconditional love for them that's available for you and me as well. Only in his grace could they find their way and restore their direction and strength. And so C3 Metro Manila, I'd like to declare this to you. He prepares a table before you in the presence of a calamity. He wants you to go and dine in with him. He prepares a table before you in the presence of a pandemic. He knows that the pandemic is lurking, yet he still wants to dine in with you. He wants to take life slowly and partake in what he has to offer. He prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And he prepares a table before you, even in the presence of a catastrophe. He anoints your head with oil and your cup of overflows. Let me just pray for you um, as we go through this week. I pray that the Lord lead you and remind you that he is for you, he is in your corner, he will never leave you nor forsake you. So you might feel like everything is falling apart. The Lord is just there. And it's better to be with God in a storm than to not be in a storm without God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this week. We thank you that you have pulled us through. We thank you that you have provided for us. We thank you for your protection. And we thank you for the peace of mind, for a peace that surpasses all understanding. Father, we declare that your presence is with us, Father. We declare that your presence is strong enough, Father, to lift us out of whatever situation we're in and to change the atmosphere, Father. Though on the outside it might still be a storm, but yet on the inside there is so much peace. There is so much love. There is so much hope. Father, help us face tomorrow knowing that the best is yet to come. Help us see tomorrow with a blank canvas, Father, that you are willing to paint with, Father, that you are willing to use. We thank you for our community. We thank you for this church. We thank you for our leadership. And we thank you for sustaining us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I'll see you guys next week and we'll see you soon, hopefully, if we can catch up and we can have physical services soon. 
um, I pray that that encourages you just for this week. Um, kapit lang tayo, guys. Kaya natin to. Well, fam, I hope you were blessed by Joel's message. I hope it was an invitation to be led by uh, Jesus into still waters, into experiencing his presence and his peace. Um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we are um, fundraising, well, not actually fundraising, but all of our tithes and offerings and donations this week will um, go directly to Joseph's feeding mission, um, who is directly involved in in providing uh, crisis relief to those affected by uh, Typhoon Ulysses. So, um, yeah, so we encourage you to give uh, your tithes and offering and just know that it'll be um, going directly to those who have been impacted the most by uh, the typhoon. Um, so, yeah, you should see the uh, platforms um, where you can give, whether it's uh, uh, PayPal or Gcash or directly into our Union Bank account. Um, but anyways, for those of you who may be new uh, or anyone who wants to connect, uh, maybe you want to chat about something or you like prayer for something, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, send us a message um, at our social media platforms and either Jillian or I or Joel or any one of our leaders um, will reach out to you as soon as possible. We'd love to get in touch with you. Um, and, and, and again, we thank you for joining us. Um, we hope that you have a blessed week. Grace and peace to you all.